Welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Cam, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in. If this is your very first time listening, welcome. If you are a repeat listener, welcome back. Thank you guys so much for continuing to tune in each and every episode. I really appreciate you and your feedback. So we are continuing the Build Bank brand series. So if you guys did not catch last week's episode, I did a birthday Q&A episode. It was my birthday on last Friday. So yay, happy 27th birthday to me. I'm just so grateful for another year of life and just for the opportunity to be able to do this and reach black single moms all around the world so super excited about that but let's get into today's topic we are going to be talking about how valencia went from side hustles to debt freedom I know you're probably like, what? How did she go from just doing side hustles to debt freedom? Well, if you are wondering, you gotta stay tuned. So before we get into the conversation, I have a a couple of announcements. I finally created a Facebook group. I'm super excited about that. It gives single black moms the opportunity to connect with one another all around the world in one space so if you are interested in connecting with other single moms and you haven't really been able to find any in your city I have created a directory so you could add your information there and you could also see other moms information there as well but you have to go and join the Facebook group okay so the link will actually be in the show notes so look out for it there also I have a class coming up this Saturday for moms that want to create their very first website so if you guys have not had a chance to go check out my website you can do so over at singleblackmotherhood.com I knew nothing about creating a website from scratch, but I used Squarespace to do so. And I'm going to be sharing my tips and what I use to build my site from scratch. So I will also post that link in the show notes as well. So you guys can go and check out the information and sign up if you are interested. If you have not taken the time out to subscribe, go ahead and do so so that you never miss an episode. And if you have been listening and you've learned some things or you've learned something, go ahead and leave a review and let everyone know what you've learned. That actually helps other single black moms find the podcast as well. So I'm thanking you guys in advance and I really appreciate everyone who sends me dms or tells me that they learned something i just i really appreciate it and it keeps me going so thank you now let's get into the conversation hi valencia welcome to experiencing motherhood single and black i'm so excited to sit down and talk with you tonight about the thing that we love most the money Yay! Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. 
You are welcome. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yes. So I am a financial and success coach. Um, My business is called Millionaire's Mama. And I to say that I'm here to help you kill your debt and give life to your wealth. So I'm a financial coach for moms. It's like a for moms by moms kind of thing. (laughs) And um, yeah. (laughs) And um, I help all moms, but my main focus is single moms who are in debt. And I help give my financial knowledge through ebooks, coaching, webinars. And um, I do like live talks uh, via Facebook and IG uh, weekly. And I actually had over 4K in debt. Um, I found myself separated, jobless, a single mom suddenly, and I had to figure it all out, as we all do, being single yeah. moms, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yes, yes. So I got debt-free in about three years, and it took me getting my mind right, my money mindset all together, <laughs> and through side hustles. So, you know, for me, you know, being a single mom, it was super important that all these hustles work together to give me my money and also leave me the time with my Violet, my mini, who is three. So. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. I'm so excited about this because I know like I've been following you on Instagram for some time. And when I saw that you paid off your debt, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yes. Let me go back a little bit. You said you paid off 4000 or was it 43000 43000 Okay, okay. Yes. Just wanted to make that clear for the people who are listening. Yes, yes. It was a lot of debt. And a lot of it came, um, it was mainly student loan debt from my undergrad degree. And then the credit cards came on when I was suddenly going, getting separated and going through a divorce. Then a lot of things were put on the credit card to pay. And my credit card you know, that just shot up, you know? Yes. So, okay. I'm just trying to go through this period where you were paying off your debt. So Mm -hmm. I guess you said that it consisted of student loan and credit card. So did you actually have um, any other debt or were you paying like any rent or mortgage or anything like that car note at the time you were actually paying off this debt? Um, no. So, once all this happened, you know, I was separated. I had no job. I was originally a stay-at-home mom. That was an agreement between me and my ex-husband that I stay home until Violet was like three. She can talk to us, tell us things. You know, that was the whole, what what I kind of went into. And then we got separated. And so I was like, well, at this point, I am a single mom with no job. And now where do I go where I live? So I hit up grandma, as we often do, reach out yeah. to mom for help <laughs> if we can. Uh, it's normally mom or grandma, right? And so, yeah. um, and she let me come back home with her. And to this day, I am still home. And I will not leave home because I'm very comfortable here. <laughs> you, know, to, and, and, you know, people feel like, oh, well, why are you still at home if you, you know, are doing well, you're debt-free? Because once you become debt-free, you don't suddenly change your lifestyle. You want to stay debt-free. You don't want to get back into the hole you were already in. So for me, I have the the, the living support. Um, And so for me, it works for me to stay. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... 
until I guess you have everything back together, you're going to stay there. And that allows you to save even more money. Exactly. And if you, and I encourage all moms, if you have the support, do not be too proud. When I found myself going through all this, I was like, you know what? My pride has to go out the window because it's about handling my priorities for me and my daughter. I have no, uh, at this point, I have no shame. I guess that's, I'll say I have no shame. To to me, all money is good money, and um, all support is good support. And I will use said support if I need it. You know. Yes, absolutely. So tell me about the side hustles that you had um, while you were paying off this debt, and how many did you actually have? <laughs> so I had 11 at once. Oh my okay. gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm look, I, I agree to be a stay at home mom for the benefit of my child, but that does not mean that I do not like to work and like to get paid. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so I had 11, um, so I had all of the side hustles at once. And, um, now when I have like my IG or Facebook lives, I, give each side hustle that I've been through the pros and cons for all the moms out there to take notes and see if they want to get into it. And so I had them all at once, but to be clear, side hustles vary. And, um, I actually broke down the side hustles into categories. And for me, all 11 side hustles were not, how do you say that they were not extremely active, I guess. And, I had a lot of passive like side hustles and those passive ones don't require a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of passive ones during that time as well. Okay. When you talk about passive side hustles, and I know you go into this like on your Instagram lives or on your Instagram page, what are the other types of side hustles? So you mentioned passive, but you can even touch on that a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I made this up completely. So this this is what helps me categorize them. It's not like somewhere written, you know what I mean? Like where somebody like has come up with this or whatever. It's just my definition of it. But well, this is really good because it helps people, you know, relate to it a bit. Yeah, yeah. And people, I think, with side hustles, think that I'm just gonna try it all. But you have to find your fit. The same way you have to find um, the job that fits you, the university that fits you, you have to find one that fits you. So you're not as a single mom, we have like almost zero free time. We can't waste it doing things that aren't going to make sense or pay out for us, you know? Mm -hmm. So we have to do what makes sense. And to me, breaking uh, the hustles down into three categories helped to do that. So the first one, like I mentioned, is the passive side hustle. That's like, a hustle that's like totally like low in labor, but also because it's low labor, it's also um, low in money. Mm-hmm. So you don't get paid much for doing it. And therefore it's like not consistent income. So it's things like um, doing a class action suit or like focus grouping. Okay. Yeah. And then the next one is the fun building hustle. Now that one is like great for helping you build emergency funds or sinking funds. It's anything that's kind of like needs kind of money built over time. And that's things like investing or doing like a notary public kind of thing. Okay. And the third one, the one that 
I think we all love the most, which pays kind of the most, <laughs> is the bill paying hustle. Now, this one is more like labor intensive. It requires more brain power or more physical uh, physicality kind of thing, but it's higher pay, it's consist consistent kind of pay. And that's things like, you know, having your own blog or your own business. Awesome. So those are those are the kind of the, how I've broken it down to make things easier for myself and I and hopefully other ladies, you know. Yeah, that definitely makes it easier. Because I was like, when I saw that, I was like, wow, this is great. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. You know, and, you know, you know, you and it it's broken down in the way that you can okay, you know, I've broken it down for you. Then I tell you kind of an example of what kind of each hustle would fall into category wise. You can say, you know what? Well, um, based off of my lifestyle, for example, I can afford to put in for like five passive hustles, you know, and then maybe one like fun building hustle. Or you know what? I have a lot of free time on my hands on the weekend. My daughter is at her father's, for example. And so I'm going to do my own blog on the weekends. So I'm going to do the bill paying one. So when it's broken down into categories, for me, it makes it easier on how you want to kind of attack it, you know? I guess when you decided to move forward with paying down your debt, you mm -hmm. talked about changing your money mindset. Yes. So do you think that at first, like, you had to really, like, believe that this thing could happen? You had to get it in your mind, like, Valencia, you can do this. Oh, my God, Yes. Yes, you <laughs> you hit the nail on the head that it's super important. The only way you can pay off debt is not money. It's your mindset. You have to use positive affirmations through this whole long uh, process. You have to speak positively about yourself, about your debt, and about how you're approaching things. You must speak positive you don't need any negativity coming from yourself or anybody else especially but especially yourself the words you speak to yourself are so powerful you know yes definitely words do have power and thoughts yes, <laughs> thoughts yes. Have yes. Power, just like words yes so did you tell anyone like did you tell a friend or a parent you know to have that accountability or was it just something that you said you really weren't going to talk about it. You were just going to kind of do this thing on your own. And then you would talk about it once it was completed. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, when I first started paying back my debt slowly, like, you know, we all graduate from school mm -hmm. and we might defer for a while, but we started paying back our loan uh, debts. I mean, it was so much for me, the, the payments they wanted, that I was literally like house poor. Like, just, to, you know, I lived by myself before I had my child. And I mean, but I, I was paying bare minimum and it was very depressing. And all I had was myself at that point. So there, there was kind of like no one to tell because I was living on my own and, and that kind of thing. But when I got married and then separated and moved back in with my mother, at that point, you know, I told her. But she's the only one that knew. My friends didn't know. No one knew but mama. You know, and, yes. and I told her because she was my supporter. I didn't feel comfortable coming back to and living in her home without her knowing kind of 
the full story and the kind of support that I needed. So she was the only one I told. It didn't keep me accountable because at that point I was like, you know what? I have a daughter. I don't want her seeing me in this debt trap. I don't want to, I had um, a higher reason or a higher motivation for getting debt free. So my mom didn't serve as a kind of accountability coach in a way, but I think that was more so my daughter. I think, you know? And you know, our kids know everything, you know, yes. because they're there with us uh, up mm-hmm. under us all the time. Talk and everything. Right. Yes. When you're stressed, depressed, they're the first ones to see, first ones to know. Right. Yes. So, and I didn't want that to continue. So I knew I had to be accountable to myself and get this debt-free journey all the way together, you know? Wow. I think that is so awesome because a lot of people feel like, they have to tell somebody that they're on this journey to debt freedom <laughs> when, you know, it's really not this huge thing that you just have to publicize, right? Especially if you're just doing it for you and your child. Right, right, right. And, you know, and all my friends, no one knew. Um, and all my friends were out here living their best millennial life, uh, going to happy hours and X, Y, Z. And I was like, well, I can't go. And they were like, oh, you're no fun. And you know what? Now I'm all the fun because I can do all these things and they're asking me how I got debt free. Okay. Cause that now they're in a space where they've made more debt for themselves while I was sitting at home counting my pennies, you know what wow, I mean? And hello. getting things done and, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, but and so, so really, you know, to tell other people wouldn't have helped me. Now, some people do need accountability coaches. Some people do need that. They, they got to tell the, tell the world, for example, to help mm-hmm. them. But for me personally, I work best when I'm quiet. Okay. You know, so you got to do what works for you. But for me, it worked best to just put my head down and get the work done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you do think it's like, okay to have that accountability partner or if you need it, yes. And I said that there is no shame. I, um, with my coaching and my business, I always say on everything that I, on my site, on my groups, this is a judgment-free zone. And it's also a no shame zone. I don't do mom, any kind of mom judging or people judging or, or whatever. You know, you do what works for you. I'm telling you what works worked for me, but you have to do what works for you and what's going on in your household. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Right. Let's talk a little bit about your um, childhood. So Mm -hmm. did you ever like have financial talks with your parents? (laughs) I know this is something that doesn't really happen in the black community. You know, we don't just sit down at the table and have these talks. Now, I have Mm -hmm. heard some people say that they've had these talks, but very rarely. Most of the time it's like, you know, I didn't learn anything about money until I was grown and on my own. And, you know, it's like, I I think it's kind of sad. What do you think? I mean, like, did you do that when you were a child? (laughs) What was that like? No, I'm laughing because no, like I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I I did not at all have those kind of talks. Um, The only talks we kind of had were like, how do we avoid the bill collector from calling? Like, you know, how, how do we avoid this phone call? Don't answer that phone call. It's uh, whoever calling and I'll have the money and blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, I would come home and I would see um, an eviction notice on the door and I would call my mom and tell her, okay. And she would ask me what color. And so I learned growing up very young that yellow 
eviction notice mint is not too bad but pink girl you don't want the pink one the pink oh one's my bad gosh. One. So, for real. <laughs> yeah but you know that was that was life and my mom was a single mom too who didn't have great financial um you know financial role models so she was just going off of what she knew was which was very limited you know yeah. so you know it it's it's a very it's a very awful cycle to be in and um but you know we can't fault our parents for what they don't know because they don't know Mm -hmm. and but we especially as millennials and everything we we have access to google and everything 24 hours a day there is no excuses for why you cannot find answers for what you're looking for say that again say that again Uh, well As millennials, having access to the World Wide Web that is open 24 hours a day, there is no reason you cannot find what you need and get yourself together. Like our parents who grew up in the 70s, their parents in the 40s or whatever, look, they had no access. They had no way of figuring it out. But it is not a valid excuse for you. Your kids are looking at you you know yeah I always feel like you know we often I don't know and I guess I used to be guilty of this and then I learned as I you know I've I've gotten older and matured a little bit but we would blame our parents for our mistakes Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but it's time out for that you're grown now you know yes your own decisions and now that you have kids you have to take out the time to make the best decisions because they will later affect your child they're only yes. what they see you do, you know? That's so true. That's so and, true. And, and I, also, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. And also changing that conversation, you know? So I think it's so easy for us to say, no, you can't have that. I don't have any money. Why mm-hmm. do we say that? So it's like now right. the kids are so quick to say, oh, my mama doesn't have any money or, oh, we can't get this because we don't have any money. And so they grow up thinking like, oh, we don't have any money, we're never going to have any money, and this whole thing, why not change the conversation and say, no, that's not in the budget, we're not going to do that right now, or, you know, we're trying to do this, or we have this goal to reach so that we can do this, you know, why don't we change that conversation with our children when we're talking about finances? Right, and and we have to, I mean, it's super important, we have to, because um, I encourage women to, when they're doing their debt-free journey, to find their why, because you will hit a point when the monotony of paying bills is so depressing and you you need encouragement. So when you find your why, the reason for, um, the reason why you're actually paying things off, what's the motivation behind it, then that helps you. You know, and for me, my why was I didn't want my child to look at me like that. I didn't want my child to grow up saying, well, you know, to her friends, you know, I really couldn't do that. It's like, 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 like you said, I couldn't do that because my mom doesn't have money or I couldn't go here because I don't want, I feel bad asking my mom for money or yeah. things like that. So that was my why. Like it was my worst nightmare for my child to pity me or pity our life, the life I've made for her, because I couldn't get myself together. Yeah, you know. And for me, you know, I think I was either fourteen or fifteen, and my story is like a very different one because my mom she had a mental illness, and my grandma had to raise us, and so that's a whole another story. But it really uh, made me very independent at a very young age, and so I started working. At, like I said, 14 or 15, and my mom actually signed for me to have a working permit. 
So I did that because <laughs> I knew that my mom did not have the money to get things that I wanted. And like at an early age, I like really nice things. So I would work and I would, you know, buy my own food and buy my own clothes and things like that. And I didn't want that for my child, you know? And so yeah. it's like, I'm still paying on my student loans and I'm still doing all these things, but it's like, now I understand the why. Like at first yes. it wasn't very clear. Right. But then I, I had to think back to my childhood and what I went through. And so I was like, I definitely do not want this for my child. Yes. And you know, I find a lot of women who go through my debt free, um, uh, five day debt detox challenge, a lot of the single moms that is is similar to that is their that that's their why they don't want their kids going through what they went through mm-hmm. um, in regards to money and so I mean it's super important that we talk to our kids young and we kind of get but we first get ourselves together, together. and it what it comes down to I think is my why was what I told you about, you know, not what my daughter to pity me, but my real why is I want to feel safe. Mm-hmm. A lot of times growing up, I didn't have food in the refrigerator and I saw the eviction. I don't know if we would have a roof over our head from the eviction notices. I didn't feel safe. It comes down to safety for a lot of kids who grow up in single parent homes. You want to feel safe and you're secure. Um, and so for me, my why is I want my child to feel safe. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, the why can get real deep, <laughs> you know, yeah. real deep. But I, I was similar to you. Like I, my mom signed a work permit. I was third. It was legal back then um, in high school. Uh, no, middle school. Yeah, no, it was a high school for me. Um, but I was um, 13 and eight months and she signed it. And so I am similar to you. I've been working kind of from the beginning. You know, yes, it's so, so crazy. I, yes, and now and all my friends weren't doing that. I grew up in a very nice area where everyone was like, "You're working." I Why? know all of you. you know? I went to a predominantly white school, and so everybody was yeah. like party. You know, going. We were in high school, so they would go to the school events, the school little parties, the games. Right. And I would be at work, and so yep. you know, sometimes I feel like I was robbed of my childhood. But then I'm just like, you know, I, I try not to like think about it too much. But I'm just you like. Can't. Yeah, right. You, sometimes you can't help it, and you're just like you don't want that for your child. Like you, just right, right, right. And and, and it's it's all you know. I you know I term it you know and talk about it as you know the generational curses. And I go mm. into that like the first day, and I'm just like you know, look at this point, I'm allowing you to look at your childhood, so so we can see where it comes from. And I tell them this is the antecedent. Like like you have to whatever you're doing in life, be it a job interview or going out with a man, or what, they always ask you if you're on a date okay, what happened with your previous relationship or at a job interview, right? Like yes. what happened at your previous job? We got to figure out the root of your problem or what's going on with you and your experience. Mm-hmm. We have to first know what made your experience, where did you come from? And it's so important to first go to your childhood, dig deep to see where your money, your thoughts about money, your feelings about money, where they all come from. That way, look, you're not going to be an overnight uh, change even I'm debt free and living my best life at this point I feel and I still have to remind myself you know don't regress Valencia don't regress still just keep on pushing forward you but you have to know where you came from in order to know where you have you're to going. get ahead of yourself at mm-hmm. and you're going exactly yes, yes. so you know so I, and I always tell them you know okay we've gone to childhood 
but it's not your parents' fault. They did what they thought was best at that time, but now we have to move forward, Mm -hmm. you know? So leave your childhood back there, you know? (laughs) Yes. It's okay to, like, go ahead and unpack that, but when you unpack Mm -hmm. it, you have to leave it there where you unpacked it. Yes. Yes, that's so important. It's so important. Yes. So when we're talking about, you know, having these money conversations with our children, and I know your daughter is, she's about to turn three, right? Mm-hmm. She'll be so, three. Yes. So, um, what do you think about actually having these conversations with our, you know, with our children and what age do you think, um, we should introduce them to money? For me personally, um, I introduced my daughter to money like early on and it was as simple mm-hmm. as, um, a quarter is a, you know, a quarter right? A dime mm-hmm. is a dime and this is your piggy bank and you want to save your coins, you know? And so this was probably like at two or three, like I, I don't really remember exactly, but that was her introduction to money. And so now <laughs> it's funny because like when she see like coins on the street or something, she'll be like, mommy, can I pick this up to take back to my piggy bank? You know? <laughs> and it's funny, but what she doesn't know is that she's learning about saving early on. Right. That's so true. And that's really great. You know, I, I totally believe it has to start young. And I feel like if you can do it as soon as they're out of the womb somehow, you should, <laughs> yes, you know, like, for real. Play, a, play an audio book for them. And then... <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, but, but seriously, though, like, I mean, I think it's so important. It's funny you mentioned that because um, I have a blog post actually on my site right now that goes into um, how to talk about money to children and kind of, you know, how you can open up the dialogue, how you can, you know, what you can do, you know, and it's very important that everything be age appropriate, right? Right, but, exactly. Right. As long as it's age appropriate, you can bring it in at any point. So like with, with, with my, with my mini, but <laughs> with my mini, Violet, you know, her being three, like at this point, I have her help me sort money. So when I get paid, you know, um, you know, every two weeks or whatever, or however often from the side hustles or whatever, I always separate my, my money in envelopes for whatever. This, this, this is for activities, you know, and, and et cetera. So I have her sit with me and we, you know, count things out together and she sorts the money. And even when we go out to pay and we're at like the grocery store, for example, like I have her pay the cashier with the money. I have her, um, uh, if we're at a place where they have like the self-checkout, I have her ring up the groceries and I have her slide in the money. I have her, and she's like, you know, she's a three-year-old, so she can't reach everything. People are like, what are, they, what are you doing, girl? But, you know, but it's super important that she understands these things you pay with money and mm-hmm. this is how you count money. These are numbers and you have to start this stuff, you know, early. You have yes. to, have to, have to. And me and a girlfriend of mine had this talk about, um, I don't believe in allowance, right? And she was like, yes. yes I remember no that. Allowance? Did you do a blog post on that or something? Um, what, is it? what is it, an Instagram post? I, I definitely remember you saying that. It, it was on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like a huge uproar. But I love yes. a good uh, discussion. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm for it, you know? <laughs> you know? Yes. And I was like, you know, well, first tell me why you believe in allowance. Well, how are they going to pay for whatever? What you mean? How, how are you going to pay for whatever? 
You know, <laughs> you know, how do you pay for things? They got to work for it. Same way you work for it. You work, you're out there working hard for your money. Why shouldn't your kids work for it? You know, I wish my child would tell me one day, you know, um, you know, like I'm entitled to, to X, Y, Z. I'm going to go. I'm gonna put a bow around the lights, a bow around some the the uh, the faucet, <laughs> and tell you, look, look, <laughs> you know, all this is a gift, all right. So you get a lot, whatever you want, clothing. It's not, that's, it's not important, you know. I give you the gift of light, the gift of water, running water, you know. So I don't believe in allowances. To me, you know, this is what I'm gonna do for Violet when she gets older, right? She tells me, I want. I don't know, an Xbox, even around it, <laughs> I don't know, but let's say an Xbox, right? I will tell her, okay, um, these are ideas. You can sell cookies, you can, you know, sell lemonade, whatever. I will help you set it up, okay? And whatever money you make from this lemonade stand, for example, I will put in, I will put in the other half. I'll put in, you know, I'll match whatever you're, you make, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so whatever you have, it, it's you, I'll match it. Then to, to take it a step further, once the lemonade stand is all done, she's like, oh yeah, this is, was great. I got all this money, whatever, whatever. And I'll give her my, my portion of it. And she'll be like, yeah, this is great. Oh, I made money, blah, blah. Then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell her, well, I need those $2 for the lemons I bought you. Then I need five dollars for the gas wow teach them about overhead fees and you know what you cannot simply have profit mama don't have profit there's things called taxes okay (laughs) you know you you are accountable right and you are accountable to other things and you know i have to take out for the fees that that you know that it took to buy all this stuff you know your stand the food you used, and that you have to always go kind of that further, that next step. That will teach them really young. Well, you know what? Okay, this is deeper than I thought, but I am right. learning. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so good. <laughs> you have to. You have to do as much as you can to expose them to this whole money game. You have to, you have to start young. It's so important. I want to help other moms to break this like terrible cycle of debt. It has to end with us, you know? It does. It has to. It's like no other way. We have to stop it. Right. Right. If, if not us, then, then, then when, you know? Right. So I guess right now it's kind of tax season, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of moms in the black community, they tend to blow their tax returns or refunds, however you want to call it. <laughs> what do you think that they should actually do with this money? Now, I know um, a lot of people recommend setting $1,000 aside for an emergency fund before you do mm-hmm. anything else you know, and then begin to um, apply that money towards debt. Now, what do you think? I think that, you know, everyone's situation is different, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have an emergency fund, you need to get one ASAP. Like that is a priority. As a single mom, and I'm sure you know, things pop up bills magically pop up, <laughs> you know, life treat. happens. It's so, <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, you need medicine. Yes. 
Yes, so it's so important that you have an emergency fund for when things start popping off and man, do they pop off and you have no one else uh, to go to um, that can help you. So Mm -hmm. you definitely need to have an emergency fund. That's key. But if you're a mom who already has that, then I would say the next step with your uh, during tax season would definitely be to start investing. And you don't, if you're like interested in a really uh, awesome stock that's really expensive, you know, people, a lot of people believe that, oh, I have to have all the money. A lot of programs um, or a lot of sites that allow you to trade stock and, and, and buy stock, they have payment programs where you can pay however much um, a month. And at that point, you know, you'll just build up. So for example, if you say I'm going to pay $5 a month, for example, then you would just have, you would pay your $5 and you would have $5 worth of whatever stock it is. And just keep on putting money towards it each month until you have however many stocks you want. So that to me is super um, helpful as a mom and who's doing it, you know, mainly by herself is to the, the, the magic of the investment payment plans. You know, you don't have to have a thousand dollars to buy this crazy, um, crazy doing well, but also crazy expensive stock. You can Mm -hmm. kind of start off small, you know? Yeah. But girl, I have like two emergency funds. I have, and I, you know, you have to make this whole process fun. Debt, the whole paying um paying off debt in a road to debt freedom is very stressful can be very depressing very daunting you got to make it fun so like one of my uh uh funds is called the zombie apocalypse fund right for when it really hits the fan like something crazy's happened in the world i need a whole bunch of cash quick right <laughs> And I'm a huge horror movie fan, so that really makes me feel happy and want to put money into it. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then I have the really, oh, sugar, honey, iced tea, like this bill popped up or recently I got a ticket or whatever. So, you know, (laughs) the the, the kind of like, oh, man, Valencia, like kind of those moments. You got a ticket for real? Like, so like that kind of emergency fund, you know? So you got to make it fun for you. So, so call things funny names, like, you know, refer to it in a, in an interesting way that'll make you want to do it, make you want to fund it. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Now you said, um, that they should invest if they have an emergency fund. Now, if they also have debt, now, do you recommend paying off all the debt before investing or actually doing it simultaneously? Um, okay. So for that, I feel like you can do both if you're doing this. So if you're, you're, if you're paying your debt off just the minimum, then that leaves you room to invest again, like on a payment plan possibly. So if you're putting in kind of just what they're asking, you know, paying off the interest pretty much of a student loan monthly, for your student loan bill, you definitely have wiggle room and can afford to put like $10 toward a stock you're really into. So I think you should definitely do both at the same time, not on a grand scale, but on a smaller scale. And then when you feel like, okay, I've invested enough, then you want to switch back over to your student loan and credit card debt and then be hitting the minimum 
the bet, this is awesome for your credit scores. This is an awesome tip is to hit the minimum right on the due date. You pay the minimum. Then like three days, like when the payment clears, hit it again. That will be a huge bump for your credit score. So, and awesome. it start hitting it, hitting it hard, hitting it hard, you know? Yeah. I've only paid off one of my student loans, but I think, mm-hmm. um, I just, I was paying like a little bit more than a minimum, but I was paying it on the day it was due. So I'm glad you said that because now I know to wait before I pay that extra. <laughs> right, 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 right. You like, know, and also, you know, what worked for me too was, you know, some people are like, oh my God, ten, my 10 loans are consolidated. It's so convenient. Oh, to get no. One. No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Bad, no. bad. <laughs> no, they think that is so good. No. Yes, no. You need to break them up. Okay, yes. break them up and attack them. So, you know, snowballing. Like, it's well, like, okay. So, okay, let, wait. Let me, so, there's another okay. thing, too. So, there's snowballing, and then there's a, so there's snowballing where you go from like lowest to highest, right? But then there's also um, higher interest to like, you know, highest interest to lowest interest. So, you know, help right. me out with that because I know you're this whole financial coach. Girl, I'm so glad you <laughs> asked me that question. You don't even know. Like, <laughs> I'm so glad. Okay, so. Okay, when you think about snowballing, snowballing is a very flawed method, okay? It is for people that kind of like the quick fix, like I need to see progress now, but it's really psychology over actual math. And you're dealing with actual math when it comes to your money. So you should be doing things that make mathematical sense. Snowballing does not, that, that, that fulfills like the, pleasure center in your mind oh look at me i paid off a uh $500 loan but i got $10,000 a $10,000 one a $5,000 one so i mean it fulfills the need to see progress mm-hmm. but it doesn't help you in the long run you have to you must 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 and i will debate anybody that tells that says any differently <laughs> I, I will come to me now find me on instagram and facebook <laughs> like, but you know you must pay off the highest interest ones first they yeah. are the one that's racking up the most money for you you must attack them you know and still you know still pay the little ones you know don't give up on them still keep paying them but if they are if they're giving like one percent you know that they're adding on a month versus one that's adding on 26 percent a month why are you paying this little one down get out of your mind debt <laughs> debt paying debt is very serious you got to put on your big girl panties get your mind right and do what makes sense and it makes sense to pay off what is asking you for the most money and has the most interest on it. Yes. And a lot of times too, when they, when they, whenever you're seeing a bill that comes in from a, a student loan people, for example, what you're seeing, what you're paying is actually a whole bunch of interest and a little bit on the principal. Okay. Right. So what you want to do is when you pay that monthly payment, that is pretty much all interest at that point, you've paid off your interest for the month. So when you, that clears with your bank and you go back immediately in, don't do it over the computer. You want to call in to these loan people. Okay. How they be calling you and harassing you. <laughs> you want to call <laughs> in and be like, look, I want to put 50 down. Oh, you do. Okay. Well you have like a dollar. No, no, no. I want to pay the principal. They're going to be like, yes, the principal. 
they know the tricks. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. you want the key is to be able to hit the principal. Because when you hit the principal and pay the principal off, you'll have less interest to pay a month. That's and there awesome. you go. Yes. Great tips. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I'm going to have to go and do this. Because, <laughs> like, I really been sleeping on this. Like, literally, I would pay the minimum payment and then I would log back in online and, and, you know, like, make another payment. But, like, it's still going to interest, like you said. So, yes, yeah, I would start to do that. Actually, give them a call versus doing it like that. Yes. And, and uh, some of them will charge, um, you know, over the phone or whatever. Not all of them. Um, I had one that would do that, but um, you the Natty other ones didn't. Girl, I had them all, okay? okay. It was, I, <laughs> through my debt journey, for the most part, except for like being, you know, married for that hot second, you know, it, it was, I was single and it was like they were my man because they were calling me, looking for me, calling my friends, calling my job, okay? But let me tell you what's pretty funny because those places that were calling, uh, what they were doing was actually illegal. And so one of my side hustles is class action suits. And I will tell you this, I have filed um, three um, actions against them and I have gotten money back for that harassment. So check wow. check with that. You can get paid for the, the extraness they're doing. You know? <laughs> Wow, that is crazy. Yes, yes. I'm like, pay me the money for for the harassment. Call me at my job. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I always like to ask the moms when they come on, like if they have, I guess, one tip that you would give to another mom who may be just starting this journey, like maybe something that you wish somebody could have told you when you first started. Okay, I can't give you only one because I, I, I to give all the I, I want to give all the goods, honey. I'm here to help, so I want to do what I can. So I'm gonna try to give you more than one. Okay, okay. all right. So I will. Okay, so sit back, relax. <laughs> so first, as I've been saying the whole time we've been talking about, you have to get your mind right. You have to acknowledge the past generational money curses first and foremost, and to get to really understand where your childhood money mindset came from. Once you understand it, you can then get ahead of yourself. Okay. So, so if you, if you grew up seeing like me, you know, um, my mom who wasn't always paying the rent on time, for example. So now logically I would grow up and do the same thing. Well, I'll kind of, I'll pay my student loan debt. The rent's not a huge deal. I know how yellow isn't that serious, whatever, whatever. But because I know where my mindset comes from, I can be like, no, Valencia, you cannot do it that way. You cannot repeat the cycle. So you must first know where these negative um, things come from. And then you want to look at your triggers. What sets you off for things like impulse shopping or what makes you feel not so great about your debt. You want to just figure out what your triggers are that keep you in the debt cycle, you know? And also, and the the last thing is you need to know how to form boundaries. There's some saying out there that's like, um, how's it go? Uh, I like the woman that I'm becoming. I'm very protective of her. Can't no one kind of mess with her. And you need to adopt that mindset. You want to become this woman who is debt-free, 
um, and is living her best life. Her and her child are living their best life despite all the people who counted you out, down and out. So you want to protect her. So you want to surround yourself with people that are positive and really there for you and put boundaries on the people that are not there for you. You might not be able to get rid of them, like if they're in your family, for example, but put limits on them, put boundaries. They call you, you gotta answer the phone if it's, you know, for the, if it's like your mom calling, for example. Hey mom, time her. I've literally timed people, okay? Time them, okay, five minutes is up. Gotta go, hon, I got X, Y, Z to do. And you have a child, so you have like a built-in excuse, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yes. oh, you know, Violet's acting up, Violet's calling me, Violet gotta eat, Violet need a bath, you know? <laughs> that's, the, that's the one good thing about being a single mom, it's like one of them, it's like you have the built-in excuse, right? So, so, but you wanna put these boundaries around yourself to protect the person you are trying to work towards. And people will support you only to their comfort zone. And the minute that you are reaching above their the area they're comfortable in, they start trying to bring you down using manipulation or negative talk. Hey, girl, let's go out and eat. Girl, you know I can't go out and eat. I'm in debt. I'm trying to pay off. Oh, man, you're such a, you're no fun no more, blah, blah, blah. All that's negative. And I do believe some people don't really know like consciously they're doing that to you, but it don't matter. Okay. You're not a therapist. You're not there to figure it out. What you're there to do is protect yourself. So I encourage you to think, to watch your crew, figure out who might not be all the way there for you, or all the way supportive and learn to form boundaries around yourself. Yes, so that's it. it. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> so before we actually go, I know that you're coming out with this ebook about yes. side hustles. Can you tell yes. the listeners a little bit about it? Yes. So the ebook, yes, it is coming out um, ASAP. <laughs> and it's really, really a good read. And I'm a person that I'm a straight shooter. I don't do fluff books. Like all I'm giving you in this book is all the meat. I'm giving you all the side hustles that I've done, I'm giving you the pros and cons of them, what categories they fall in, websites, resources, all of those things will be in the book and it'll be clearly labeled. So you can, you know, single moms, we got limited time, okay? So we need to be able to pick up something, look through it quick and keep it pushing. So, you know, this ebook is really gonna give you everything that helped to get me debt free. And it's laid all out there for you. For me, when I was going through it, I had to research it and go do all that. You don't have to do all that. It's all in the book for you. So it to me, it's, it, it's a great book, a great resource. Um, it's, it's just all the meat. It's everything that you would want out of how to get me some money. So <laughs> I encourage everyone to check it out. It'll be on my website, um, up on my IG and Facebook. So definitely, um, you know, hit me up about that. Yeah, so I would love to actually purchase one and give one away for the listeners. So, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, so if you're listening, what you have to do is you're gonna listen to this episode and you're going to go and leave a review for us. Tell us what you thought about this episode and if you thought it was helpful. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts. You just type in um, the name of the podcast, 
if you're listening somewhere else and then you go in and you click the little dots and then you can leave a review there. And if you need help, feel free to DM me or shoot me an email and then I can kind of tell you how you can leave that review. So that's all you have to do. Just leave a review and tell us what you thought about this episode. And you could be entered to win the Side Hustle book. What is actually the name of it? I'm sorry. It's it's called The Ultimate Side Hustle. Believe me, you will have no regrets purchasing this. And like I said, I'm always down for a good debate. And if you (laughs) feel it's not a great book, but believe me, you won't. You will have no buyer's remorse. It is everything. And people are already hit me up. Hey, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? <laughs> they, all, they all tune in to my Money Talks um, live like every week when I go and discuss them and they're like ready. Like and several women have already, um, I've already helped them become notaries. Uh, two of my followers, um, they've already started focus grouping. So people are really out here and they're responding and they're all single moms looking for ways to kill their debt and give life to their wealth. And I'm here for you guys to do that. So please pick up a copy and just get out there and make some money. Yes, I love it. Now, where can everybody find you on social media, your website? Um, Give that to them and then I'll actually put it in the show notes so that they could uh, click on your links and be directed to your uh, site. Great. So I have a Facebook group called Baby Millionaires' Two S's Crew. And then on Instagram, I'm at Millionaires, again, two S's, Mama. And my site is MillionairesMama.com. If you type in Millionaires anywhere, I'll probably pop up. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Valencia. I really enjoyed our time chatting. It has always been a pleasure to just talk to you. I know we cut up on Instagram. Yes. (laughs) But seriously, I really appreciate you taking out the time to just, you know, sit down and share what you've learned in your journey. So I appreciate it. Thanks again. Yes. And for any moms out there just just want somebody to talk to, I'm here for you. I answer all the DMs, all the Facebook notices, whatever. So if you ever want just someone to just bounce ideas around off of, I'm your girl. And we can talk about it and figure out what you need to do to get to the next level. Because it is a on the other side, being debt free is a beautiful place to be. So yes, I can <laughs> thank only you for imagine. having me. <laughs> you are welcome. And until next time, thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Valencia always has so much energy and I hope you enjoyed her personality through this episode (laughs) just as I do. She's so funny. Um, But if you got something out of this and you're feeling motivated, do us a favor and leave that review. Even if you're not interested in, in the giveaway, you can still leave a review. Don't forget to rate the pie and subscribe if you haven't already there will be more great content on the way so if you want to follow me i'm over on instagram at single black motherhood on facebook single black motherhood and again i mentioned earlier on that i just started a facebook group so you can join in and link up with other single black moms that are trying to go places you know i think that it's very important that we surround ourselves with like-minded women 
so guys uh up next week we'll be talking about blogging so if you are interested in blogging you definitely want to stay tuned until next time thank you guys again for listening i really appreciate it and i look forward to hearing your comments and seeing what you have to say about this episode and then picking a winner for the giveaway so a little bit about this giveaway so we're gonna do it for a week the winner will be announced on next week's podcast so you have from now until next wednesday to actually leave a review to be able to be qualified for the giveaway so again i'm looking forward to seeing those reviews and reading your comments and everything like that and thanks again for listening i really appreciate it